Bridget, the much-loved goddess and saint. Once upon a time, Ireland was home to many legends of the land. Celebrating the history of this ancient isle, our audiobook series will tell you the stories of some important female legends, so their legacies will continue to live on. Skoda is proud to serve the next generation of little legends on their own journeys through life. In this episode, we unite the old and new through Bridget, the much-loved patroness, saint and goddess. As a healer and provider, her contribution to the Emerald Isle has marked her place in Irish history forevermore. Under the branches of a giant oak tree, Bridget sat up, stretched her arms wide, and yawned. A rosy dawn was beginning to peep over the hill, and birdsong filled the air as the world slowly awakened. Bridget had spent many months travelling the length and breadth of Ireland, helping the poor and healing sick animals. Caring for others was something she loved, but travelling on foot was tiring, even for someone so young and strong, and she could only achieve so much on her own. During her travels, she had been searching for the perfect spot to build a sacred building in her name, and at last, in the lush forests and countryside of Drimcria, or the Ridge of Clay, she had found it. Now, feeling rested and hopeful, after a good night's sleep wrapped around the oak's great trunk, Bridget stood to greet the day. As she took a step forwards into the sunlight, a patch of pretty flowers sprung up around her feet. Pulling her thick green cloak around her, Bridget admired the beautiful land she had discovered. The lush and fertile ground that stretched as far as the eye could see would be perfect for grazing cattle in return for milk and food. The vast ancient forest filled with towering oaks would be useful for building and firewood. And the sparkling blue waters of the lake would provide water for drinking and crops. If I build a monastery here, Bridget thought, the poor can come for food and support whenever they need it. Even as a baby, it was clear that Bridget had a special destiny. She was born on an important day, Imbolg, the first day of spring, when the winter cold retreats and the first buds appear. Moments after her birth, when the day's first ray of sunlight touched Bridget's face, a blaze of fire shot from her forehead and into the sky. The blaze did not hurt her, but it was so bright and powerful it could be seen all over Ireland. People saw it as a good omen and they were right. From the moment Bridget could walk and talk, she cared for lepers and beggars and orphaned animals, and everyone she met was drawn to her kindness. Over the years, Bridget had gathered many followers who loved her in different ways. Some admired her skill as a poet and were inspired to write poems of their own, while others learned her healing arts and helped the sick. Some copied her gentle ways with animals, while others looked to her for protection of hearth and home. Whatever their beliefs, Bridget was grateful for the kind support 
and she wanted her followers to have a place where they could continue their good work in her absence. She had already set up many sacred wells with magical powers that could heal illness. These were peaceful spots where people hung colourful ribbons as tokens of thanks. But Ireland was in a time of great change and unrest, and Bridget knew that it was time to build a special place where people could live and worship and be kind and happy, and help others to be happy too. For deep down, Bridget had always felt that her true calling was to unite Ireland, old and new. Looking up at the mighty oak, Bridget could already imagine the towering stone building that would be visible for miles around. She could imagine gentle voices lifted in song and the smell of warm bread that would be shared with hungry mouths far and wide. But despite her dreaming, there was one slight problem. The land Bridget had chosen was owned by the King of Leinster, and the King of Leinster was unlikely to give away his land. Which was why she had slept under the tree. She knew that the king went out hunting in the early morning and that he would pass by the oak on his way. As a hunting horn sounded in the distance, Bridget wrapped her floor-length cloak around her and she waited. Soon, she could see panting dogs pushing through the undergrowth. They yapped and barked as they snuffled in the grass. Men on foot followed close by. Dressed in hunting outfits, they puffed and panted, red in the face from running. And then... The king arrived on horseback, looking strong and healthy, his skin glowing in the fresh morning air. Spotting the cloaked stranger standing under one of his favourite oaks, he dismounted and walked towards her. Who are you? the king of Leinster asked, reaching the strange young woman. Bridget smiled and lowered her eyes, for this was a great secret. Some legends say that Bridget was a farmer's daughter and saint, that before her nomadic life, she gave away all their belongings, as well as her beauty, so that she could dedicate her days to helping the poor. Others say that she was a goddess, the daughter of the Morrigan and Dagda, that she grew up in the other world, learning the art of metalwork, healing, herbs and poetry, so she could return to this world and share her arts with others. Whatever the truth, Bridget never told. I am just a simple country girl, Bridget replied. And why does a simple country girl trespass on my hunting grounds? Bridget's face lit up like sunlight. This land has another purpose, kind king, she said. I have travelled far and wide looking for this exact spot. The king laughed. You talk as if the land belongs to you, he said. That is what I am hoping for, replied Bridget. The king shook his head and laughed again. This land is mine, he said, before walking away to rejoin the hunt. And it is not for sale. That is a good thing, Bridget called after him. For I do not have any money to pay for the land. I was hoping you would give it to me. Bridget watched as the king's soldiers shook with laughter. He mounted his horse and then headed into the forest with his men and dogs. She could hear the echoes of horse hooves and laughter long after they had disappeared from sight. Now, although Bridget was gentle, she was also fierce and brave, so she did not turn and leave. Instead, night after night, Bridget wrapped herself up in her cloak and slept under the old oak tree. Then, when the sun began to rise, she would stand and wait in the same spot for the king to return. 
Each day, the king and his hunting party would pass by. They would look curiously at Bridget, but they did not stop. A week went by and still, Bridget waited. It was a damp, misty morning when Bridget saw one of the king's messengers riding towards her. Pulling up his horse, the messenger said, The king of Leinster summons you to his castle. Then, turning, he galloped away, back to the castle. Bridget set off immediately, ignoring the cold mist on her skin and the wet dew soaking up the hem of her cloak. The journey was long on foot, and by the time Bridget arrived, she was soaked to the skin. Upon reaching the castle, she was led to a huge room with expensive tapestries on the walls, bowls of fruit on every table, and a roaring fire. In front of the fire, the king was waiting. Why do you still wait by the old oak tree, fair Bridget? he asked. You have learned my name then, king? Bridget replied. And so you know how deeply I care for this land and the people upon it. They say you are special, and I have heard stories of your miracles, the king replied, of special wells in Louth and Clare that heal the sick. But that does not answer my question. I am waiting for you to give me the land that I need, so that I can build a sacred building where great work can continue in my absence. But why should I give you my land? You have plenty. Bridget gestured to the king's fire, tapestries and bowls of fresh fruit. You could give me some land and still have a vast kingdom. The king admired her bravery, truth and courage, but he was still a king and greedy. Tell me, he asked, how much land do you require? How much are you willing to give? Bridget replied. None admitted the king. Then, kind king, just as much as my cloak can cover. The king laughed. Is that all? He signalled for Bridget to show him her cloak. She hung it up and spread it out wide. The king could see that her cloak was no bigger than two men. Fine, the king announced. Then you shall have as much land as your cloak can cover. Let's see what great work you can do in such a small space. Instantly, Bridget thanked the king and took back her cloak. It was only when she had left the castle that the king realised there was no hook where Bridget's cloak had hung. The only thing there was a beam of sunlight hitting the stone wall. This made the king uneasy. But it was too late. He had already made his promise. Meanwhile, Bridget raced across the fields and meadows towards her beloved oak. There, she sent word for her followers to join her, and over the coming days they arrived in hordes, women with small children, builders and poets, blacksmiths and healers. As they set up camp near their beloved Bridget, she explained her plans and gave them instructions. Hearing about the great gathering, the king grew restless. Desperate to see what was happening on his land, he rode out to find a bustling crowd gathering stones and singing. Here is the great king that has made our wishes possible, Bridget announced. As the people applauded and bowed, she took off her emerald cloak and gave four of her most faithful women one corner of the cloak each to hold. Then, 
holding the center to the trunk of the oak, she asked the women to spread the cloak as far as it would reach. <gasps> to everyone's amazement, the cloak stretched far beyond the reaches of the oak's branches and far beyond the size of two men. It covered the fields, the woods, and further still, until the women could no longer be seen. Bridget laid a large stone at the foot of the oak and declared, This is the site of Kildara, the Church of the Oak. And that was how the area known as Drumcria, or the Ridge of Clay, changed its name to Kildare. Realising that he had been tricked, the king rushed at Bridget in anger. But when she turned to face him, the king saw a spark of fire in her eyes, a flash of sunbeam in her hair, and in her voice he heard music. Realising that Bridget was as special as everyone had told him, he kneeled and asked for her blessing. And from that day on, he became her most loyal supporter. As well as giving her the land like he promised, he gave money for the poor and protected her monastery from harm. To this day, Bridget is celebrated as both goddess and saint in Ireland, uniting the old and the new. Her feast day is celebrated on February 1st, the first day of spring, or Imbolg. On the eve of Imbolg, people weave crosses made out of rushes or reeds to honour her love of the land and compassion for the poor. And it is said that if you hang the cross above your door before you go to bed, Bridget will visit you in the night and bless your home for the year ahead. <laughs>